Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. Let's go back to Seattle and join Warren Moon, and I'll say first, you were the original. Show me the money. Then, how about that? Yeah, I'd love to be back on again, and, and I love my fans up in Canada, and I want to thank them all for all the years of, of being behind me in my career, and uh, uh, hopefully you guys can get hockey back here real soon, because I know you're dying without it. <laughs> There's no doubt. And CFL, too, and there are millions of Warren Moon fans. Thanks, Warren. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ask and you shall receive Warren Moon, one of two men in both the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and Pro Football Hall of Fame, will be with us a little later on today as Super Week continues here on the RP Show, working our way towards the big game on Sunday, Tampa Bay versus Kansas City for the NFL Championship. I'm Rod. He is Darren Moose DuPont, and I'm excited to talk sports today. I assume you are too. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, the guests on the program today, you just heard Warren Moon. He will be on the program. He's coming up in Hour 2. In Hour 1, our Director of Scouting, Craig Smith, which producer Clark tells me we haven't had on the air since September. I had a very tough time believing that, but I, I shouldn't doubt Clark, and I don't. So I just can't wait to get Smitty in here, two-time Grey Cup champion, and uh, we will talk about all things CFL and NFL. And Mike Abumeshrick, the 10-year CFL or Grey Cup champion, alum of the Ottawa Renegades, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and Saskatchewan Rough Riders, is scheduled to join us here in hour one. But from what we're told, storming in Calgary, He's in Calgary, and there is a 30% chance that he won't be on the program with us today. Clark, how did you arrive at 30%? I'd love to know the chances of Abu bailing on us today. So I'll get to your comments. Remember, this is not viewer takeover. This is the warm-up, so I can't get to all of your comments right now because this is about us right here, right now. And the quick six show topics, hit it, please, Director Jordan. By the way, if you don't like my show topics, because they are in accordance to me, importance to me, go watch something else. You're going to be shocked at this, though, dupes. All right. You ready with number one? Sure. Fred Van Vliet Whoa. sets a Raptors record last night with 54 points, including a franchise or sorry, a career high 11 threes, as the Raptors beat the Orlando Magic 123-108 at Amway Arena in Orlando. Episode 413 basketball yeah. leading off, lead off leading off with the Raptors. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I'm any different than any average Canadian sports fan and for sure Western Canadian sports fan that the Raptors have been junk for much of their history up until the last couple of years. So listen, Fred Van Vliet, if he goes down, well, he's now going to go down as one of the greatest Raptors ever because he was on the championship team. Who previously held the Raptors career high? DeMar DeRozan. Right. He's a Raptors great too, but he didn't want to be in Toronto, as you recall and was shipped out in a trade. We all know the story, but if Fred Van Vliet goes down in the heroes, the annals of Toronto sports heroes, like a Joe Carter, like a Robbie Alomar, like a Wendell Clark and a Daryl Siller, I'm down with it. I, I, I would tell you that Fred Van Vliet is now in that realm. Yeah, Wouldn't I would you? Too. I would too. I'd go along with that for sure. And that's what you want, right? I, you would have thought Kawhi, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, but no, that's what I'm saying. Fred, Fred Van, Van Vliet <laughs> of all people, of all people. So, yeah, but that those guys represent to me just a bad part of Raptors history, which is most of their history, you know. Yeah. So anyways, kudos to Fred. Can you believe it? That's number one of the quick six show topics today. Point two, 
Let me open my Twitter here. Your Tuesday NHL leftovers brought to you by Tupperware. I like it. Think about that. Here are my leftovers from last night's games in the National Hockey League. Number one, Vancouver is not in Montreal's class. Not even close. Nobody's even arguing that today. The Montreal Canadiens had their way with the Vancouver Canucks at the Centre Bell last night. Point two, Patrick Laine's debut with the Columbus Blue Jackets was not solid. No, it was not. To quote Sam Mitchell, here's his stat line. Zero, zero, zero. And he was a minus two. We're not saying do us all a favor and go quit, <laughs> like Sam Mitchell said. But no, Lonnie's debut wasn't great, but he did, only had one skate with the Blue Jackets as a team. He will get better, but I'm just, history will say that was his first game with the Blue Jackets was that. Zero, zero, zero. Number three, gotten a mild argument. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, point three of my leftovers. Number three, I got in a mild argument last night. Hockey guys agreed with me. Chumps didn't. That Patrick Kane's little shootout move where he literally almost stops in front of the goalie. How are you supposed to stop that? And they're like, well, Rod, he didn't stop. It was a slow roll. I would love to see a goalie stand up and two-hand him right, right here. <laughs> I'm serious. Rod's rant very early today. Just take you know For what? Bronco plumbing and heating. Someone's yeah. got to put one on the chin for all the other goalies in the NHL. It's like wasting one. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll take the games. <laughs> Wasting. So, so, so the next time he stops and tries to do this cutesy little thing, whack! Hextile style, Hextile style, and he will never do it again. Sorry, I'm getting worked up. It's two straight days that I'm sticking up for the goalies, but enough's enough. Because it's making the goalies look foolish, and who do you think has the advantage there? Now, Shifley tried it the other night against Markstrom, and Markstrom stopped him. Shifley's not Patrick Kane. But he's pretty good, but he's not Patrick Kane. Right. You're right. Uh, point four, the Sens are the perfect slump buster. The Oilers have their confidence back. We may look back at this week, this uh, sweep, the Oilers of the Senators, is where, this, where the Oilers season turned. You wait, but I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And point five, I miss the Vegas Golden Knights. i got to be honest with you. I'm not that guy where they're the only team that I follow or love so when they're not playing I lose touch with everything else obviously because I just came up with four other points but when your team's not playing and that's because of COVID it does really suck you know Mm -hmm. so that's my leftover on that so now it's starting to become a thing people are writing in going what about my team what about this team Colorado's winning without McKinnon at me right what those are my leftovers what are your leftovers brought to you by Tupperware I think this could become a thing. I think it could. Uh, Don McNeil agrees in central Ontario. He says, uh, put a time limit on shootout attempts. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. A shot clock. Because you know what? Kane, eh, it might save him some teeth. And I think that's a like curling, a time limit. That's a great idea. Yeah, I was wondering, how do you enforce that, right? Because, you know, according to the rule, forward progress, he's still moving forward. So how do you... You know, put a rule on that. That's exactly how you do. Thank you. Well, Don is no dummy other than being a Houston Texans fan. Sorry, Don, but you're probably questioning that too. Mark Zosol says, I'm missing my Golden Knights, Saskatchewan's team. I'll go along with that. I have been calling them Canada's team, but 
Saskatchewan's team works too. Mark Zosel, by the way, had a poll on his own Twitter account yesterday saying, should we send Darren DuPont to Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania for a live report next year for Groundhog's Day? Are you willing to go? I'll go anywhere. Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania. Let's do it. Sounds okay. like a good time. Uh, point three, it's our poll question today, part of Super Bowl week coverage here. The poll question for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is, which tight end will have more yards in Super Bowl 55? I'm deferring to Clark. This was all his idea. Let's do little prop bets all week long as it relates to Super Bowl. Yesterday, the majority of you thought that Patrick Mahomes would throw for more yards. What are they saying today on Facebook, Clark? I haven't tweeted the poll question yet. It doesn't even appear on Twitter yet. Do we have any results? There we go. What is it? 75% say Travis Kelsey. You know, everybody's voting for the Chiefs individually. And that's fine. If the Bucs win the game. You haven't come out with your uh, prediction yet for the game, have you? Not yet. You're saving it? Saving it. Smart guy. Yeah. Smart guy. Um, From Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg, it says, It feels like the Jets' flames is going to game six. Oh, I know. And you know what I thought? I watched most of that game last night. The Jets and the Flames are nearly dead even. And the unfortunate part was all the injuries that the Jets had in the playoffs last year. But those teams are very, very even. You know? Look where they are in the standings. Look what they've done against each other head-to-head. They've gone to overtime or a shootout, like extra time, twice. So tonight is, in a way, um, the rubber match. There's a tonight, whenever they meet again. It's, It's a lot. Are we getting bored of the Canadian division yet? No. Okay, just asking. But I can see how it might happen. You just play the same teams over and over and over and over. Super exciting off the hop, but I could see how it could you know, start to become a little bit you know, boring. does get to be a little much. I got to go to my emails here. Uh, I was on the Anecdote podcast last night. Three fine young gentlemen interviewing me. It was, it was great. Did a lot of uh, CFL talk there. But I threw threw this one back on them. We were talking about Brady. Here's just a question for you all. It's in a way a rhetorical question, but would the New England Patriots have won any Super Bowls without Tom Brady? And Wally, you would, I know, you just should have seen his eyes just now. (laughs) It's a great question. I don't know the answer per se, but listen, Brady left, and it's fine. It's a divorce. These, these things happen, right? I think Brady's happy to be out of New England, and apparently they're happy to be done with him. Whatever. These things happen. But everybody thought he was a systems quarterback. He never would have won without the Belichick system. Well, look where we are now. The Patriots missed the playoffs. Tom's got the, the, the Bucks in the Super Bowl for the first time ever as a home team. It's not a crazy question to ask if the Patriots... Would have won any Super Bowls without Tom Brady. Sounds like tomorrow's poll question is what it sounds like. So or, you think or, it's that good of a question? I think it's a great question. I don't know. Um, you know they've had some weapons. They've had, they've, been, they've had great offensive lines. They've had really good defenses over the years with Tom. But who would they have had instead? And I just... I, I know. I think no. Any one of the 198 players that went ahead of him in the draft... I know they weren't all quarterbacks. But there was some good ones. Chad Pennington went ahead of him. He won some games in the league. There was a lot. There was a lot. We got a Calgary viewer asking, uh, and a Flames fan, where we think Sam Bennett will be traded. I don't know about Sam Bennett. And uh, you saw Brad Tree living, the general manager, saying that they're in no rush to trade Sam Bennett. It's not a good situation there. He wants out. I don't know that a change of scenery would even help him. But here's my question. If we're talking about trades, why don't the Winnipeg Jets go after Tony D'Angelo? 
Like their blue line is really just a bunch of guys, especially beyond Neil Pionk. And what is D'Angelo? Swift, Swift skating, offensive guy, puck mover, everything that they need. So I was listening to spitting chicklets on the way in here today, and the guys were talking about D'Angelo, and they're like, who would want him? He's got a history of problems everywhere he's been going back to junior. Put him, put him in a room with Chevy for, for uh, 15 minutes. And Paul Maurice. <laughs> and Paul Maurice. <laughs> I think that the Jets should go after Tony D'Angelo. And if you follow the insiders, there apparently is a ton of interest for the uh, the former Rangers. Now, I guess you can call him the former Rangers blue liner because they said he's not going to play I guess again. I can't swear anymore, but I'm going to clean this up as much as I can. But for James Henderson, he's watching in Manitoba. He says, Tony is not a nice guy. <clears throat> for those of you that don't know, my dad worked in the National Hockey League for 26 years as a scout. So I remember when he used to fax in his game reports. Here's a story. I don't know if I ever told you this. It was about a player. I'll tell you later who it was. But he sent in a scouting report. And on my dad's scouting report of this player, he played for the Moose Jaw Warriors. The scouting report said, great player, great skill, skates fast, works hard. Players, teammates say he's an arsehole. Send. The fax. Facts comes back is from either Craig Button or Les Jackson or something. There's a lot of arseholes in the NHL. Can he play? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they find a way for Tony D'Angelo to play. That's all. Um, <clears throat> I know everybody's writing in with breaking news. And it's not that big of break, breaking news. Like Jeff the Stamps fan says, breaking news. The Calgary Stampeders signed DB Brandon Dozier. Is that breaking news? That happened yesterday, dude. That was yesterday. So let's move on. Point five. It came up the CFL best league logo of all time yesterday. And people kind of mistook what we meant by that when I put the clip to, twi- to Twitter. Not, it wasn't the greatest team logo of all time. It was the greatest CFL league logo of all time. I think we can all agree everybody's favorite is not the one they have now. So people were sending in photos of, yeah, of what they like, their hats with that league logo and so forth. But a lot of people were writing in, oh, it's the Las Vegas Posse. Oh, it's the Calgary Stampeders, which incidentally was stolen from the Ford Mustang, but whatever. I was, we were talking about this in the morning meeting. I smell a bracket. <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, yeah. So imagine this, folks, if we pitted the old Rough Riders, Saskatchewan Rough Riders Safeway logo versus the new S logo, and we pitted the Renegades logo against the Red Blacks logo and the two Alouettes logos, we had this huge bracket. To we- so you, once and for all, decide what's the greatest logo in CFL history. And, and now we're talking teams. Is it the Memphis Mad Dogs? Is it the Sacramento Gold Miners was real nice. People have talked about the BC Lions bear paw, lion paw, that that's great. The Edmonton Eskimos, sorry to say, logo is iconic. That thing's known all across the continent for the Eskimo way. I think we should do a bracket. What do you think? Let's put it together. Let's absolutely put it together. Off the top of your head. And because you're a Ryder fan, you can't say Saskatchewan. What's the best logo in CFL? The Ar- Argo, I like the Argos. Argo fans wrote in and said the Argos boat logo. And you know what? I can't go against that. 
I really love the uh, that might be the best logo in CFL history. Yeah, that's kind of where I go. I just love the I just love the the colors, the navy and the baby blue. I love the Argos. Ah, Genghis T. Smith writes in. I believe he's in Detroit. He says the Baltimore Stallions. That was beautiful, blue and silver with the three stars down the back of the horse's head. That's cool. Uh, Chris Bird in Toronto says, CFL logo, I respectfully disagree. The current logo is better than the half maple leaf, in my opinion. That's why we put it to a vote. Why you put it to a vote. That's why we do these things. Yeah. So I feel a bracket coming. Oh, and point six, a last one here before we bring in uh, our next guest and talk a little Super Bowl. Junior hockey returned to play. I'm not going too far down this line, but... I did talk to some hockey people in Alberta. They had got it all laid out. They're going. And the Saskatchewan Western Hockey League people and the Junior A people feel they're going to know either way within five to seven days, whether they're playing or not. They have their fingers crossed. Um, I've heard of this bubble concept for Penticton, and that's not spilling the beans. That's been in BC newspapers. I've read it. Yeah, The American teams might end up coming and playing out of a bubble in Canada, likely BC. So I guess we've waited this long. Can you wait another five to seven days? We don't have any inside information on what's... Well, we do, but none that we're willing to say. Let's put it that way. But Alberta's got it figured out. So kudos to them. Kudos to them. Looks like we might get some actual junior hockey, which is, quite frankly... Uh, my favorite brand of hockey. When we come back, our director of scouting, Craig Smith, this has been the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NFL. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Also live daily on YouTube and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome back to the uh, program, everybody. We have a couple items of breaking news today. One, Sean Lemon has signed with the Edmonton football team. Good friend of ours. He was an analyst of ours uh, some time back. And the NLL, National Lacrosse League, has canceled any plans for the 2021 season. That is most unfortunate. The focus will now be on the 21-22 season. They're hoping to play next fall so we'll get uh, some more information on that as we move along and hey i've enraged stampeders fans darren i know in other, what else is new? in other news it's a day that ends in y but they're saying that their stampeders logo is the most iconic in cfl history i said they ripped it off from the ford mustang dougal cameron stamps fan says the stamps horse logo is iconic and it has differences from the ford mustang I'm sure. I just look at it like a quick glance. It looks like the exact same logo to me. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says both those logos are symbols of excellence. I'm not going to argue with you there. All right, let's bring him in now, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, two-time Great Cup champion. Obviously, a ton of things to get to with him today. Smitty, how are you, my man? I'm doing okay. One day at a time. Good for you. Well, I should get you one of these bracelets that says one day at a time, Smitty. It works well. But I, I'll, say it. It, I'll say it again. I'm always, always, always happy to see your face. Can't wait till the date that you can get into the bunker here. Love chatting with you. Um, 
Let's delve right into our Super Week coverage. All right, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, you're watching all of the coverage. What's your early read on how this game's going to uh, play out? What a great matchup. Both teams are, are to me, they're, they're so even. Um, you know, the defenses on both sides of the football are, are good. Uh, each team, each quarterback has an array of, of weapons, both receiver-wise and at running back. Um, you know, the, the, big, the big thing to me, the big difference is, is Mahomes. And, he, you know, people are going, what? The big difference is Mahomes? What about Brady? Well, I, I, the, the, the difference is, is, is the mobility that Mahomes has. You know, they're reporting that, that his turf toe is, is 90 to 95%. So he, his mobility is going to be fine. There was a there was something said yesterday on NFL Network, and it was talking about he was he's the uh, the quarterback that has thrown the most on the roll out of the pocket, and um, and the thing about that is is when he gets out there, it's not just running for his life. He's using his eyes. He's looking downfield, and he's he does a great job of accurate throws, and and you know what it's like um, a receiver. You know he had. Everything's predicated on timing, and when the pocket, when he ha- breaks the pocket, then things all hell breaks loose. So those receivers get an opportunity to get into open open areas, and Mahomes does a great job with regards to that. And I think that might be the difference. You know, it kind of reminds me of in going to the CFL, and I'm not comparing this guy to Mahomes, but there's a guy that we had, Casey Printers, in 2004. Well, he won the Most Outstanding Player Award. Uh, uh, because of his ability, he would he, he would use his his mobility, roll out, and he would hit guys downfield, hit D-Roy, hit Thelwell, Claremont, all those guys downfield when he broke the pocket. He won the most outstanding player doing that. And and Mahomes is 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 like is the best with regards to that. You know, you've been around championships. I mentioned you've won two of them. I want your take on this because I don't think it's any small thing. Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to get into Tampa till Friday. Normally, they'd have been there yeah. all week. Tampa Bay's yeah. playing at home for the first time of a Super Bowl combatant, yet it's in an empty stadium. Well, I guess it's not empty. 25,000 will be there and 35,000 cutouts. So maybe that is a bit of a wash. But how do you think the COVID, uh, the way that's affected this Super Bowl, will it make much of a difference in the way the game goes? I don't think so. I think it's, it's, a, I think it's a good thing that Kansas City is staying home until Friday they're in their own facility. There's no distractions like in previous years. Uh, you know, they'll they'll use their own facilities and then fly in. Um, usually it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the, the three work days. So Friday they'll finish, and then they'll hop on a plane and go. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is now Tampa, what are they doing? They're staying at home. They're in their own facilities. So it's kind of, you know, the same thing for both teams. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to – the scary thing is if somebody gets COVID. And, you know, obviously, two of the guys went and got a haircut, and this, the, their barber had, had COVID. And so they, don't, they didn't get COVID, but they're on that COVID watch. So let's just hope nobody gets COVID. Hopefully, everybody's going to be there. Hopefully, everybody's going to be, uh, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, able to, to play, and, and we'll have a great game. 
I'm going to the question wall here, by the way, Smitty. I know you don't mind. And actually, I should mention our Super Week coverage is brought to you by Original 16 Canadian Ultra Lager and Original 16 to fit your active lifestyle. Superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. Viewer William Works says, great to see Craig on the show. I think the Super Bowl is going to come down to defense. What does Craig think? Absolutely. Defense is, is critical. Uh, but that's where I say that's where you can do as much as you can as far as uh, Tampa is concerned. And uh, the, the thing is, is he can break and make plays. He can break the pocket and make plays. And that's why I say it's the difference. But, um, you know, they did a good job. Aaron doesn't have the mobility that, that Mahomes has, but they did a good job. That defense played so well. I love they, the 3-4. The those four linebackers are, man, they're as good as anybody in the league with Shaquille coming off the edge, the two inside guys in uh, White and, and David. Those guys are just fantastic, fantastic linebackers that can run to the football and, and, and you know, that type of thing. Key is Winfield. Winfield is a guy that was a, a draft pick, second-round pick this year. And, uh, you know, he is – his dad played in the NFL. Now, he's a guy that we're not sure if he's going to play – and the other one is Whitehead. Whitehead is in the secondary too. So, if they have those guys that aren't going to play, it'll be it'll make it more difficult. And Dominican Sue in the middle, you know, uh, you know, he he can he can. They were talking the other day that that uh, you know, uh, Mahomes can step up. I mean, uh, you know, Mahomes can step up. So they need somebody in the middle that's going to you know create a, a push. And who who else that can do that is that. Defense is, is critical. And, you know, hey, Kansas City's no slouch. You know, they've, they've got some some darn good – they've been a weird team this year. You know, a lot of times every, every – you know, a lot they lost two. And and some of those other games, it wasn't like they were knocking the crap out of teams where you'd figure that they would. They did enough, to, you know, to, to do that. And you think back of last year, uh, you, you know, when they beat – Dukes is uh, Dukes Titans. Dukes Titans went up the week before. Houston's the way they went up. Yeah, you know who cares? Mahomes. Let's go. Let's do what we got to do. And and so I I can hardly wait. You know, another key is 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 Remmers. Is he going to be able to to fill in for Fisher? And he seemed to do okay. You know, once Fisher went down in the game and he filled in last week. Now he's got a whole week to prepare. Um, you know, so they they should be okay. But yeah, I agree. Defense is going to be critical. We'll see what what and the other thing is Spagnola. Well, what the, what has Spagnola done in his career? Well, you know what did he do? He beat he beat Tom in the Super Bowl, and as a defensive coordinator. So there's there's another thing. You know, can he do that again? Can he can he cook it up so that they? Oh no! Oh, the video. Guard. Video's getting choppy there. Well, hang on, I'm going to cut you off, Smitty, and hopefully that refreshes some comments from our viewers. Uh, Tom in Winnipeg, Tom Halleck says, Hiya, Craig Smith. Hiya, Jasper. Your dog's the star. Alan, the intern, writes in and says, The duo rock star of the day, Craig and Jasper. So there you go. You're, he's becoming a star, your wonderful dog, uh, Jasper. But Smitty, i got to ask you this, though. Start of the year. Your power five teams, remember that? Your top five teams, or at least who you thought would be in the mix. If I'm not mistaken, all five made the playoffs. Did they not? You had the Bucks in there. Oh. You obviously had the Packers. Yeah. You had the Colts. I think you were pretty right on with those, if I'm correct. New Orleans, New Orleans and Baltimore, I believe. Uh, and 
the Colts was I thought, you know, with Rivers coming in, you know, the quarterbacking, he he was he was good, but then there were times when he would throw that pick and you know, so but the, you know, they they did well. Um but yeah, uh, just just with Brady with all those weapons, I thought, oh boy, they you know, they're going to be pretty good and of course Kansas City. Baltimore they they weren't quite as good, but you know, they still made the playoffs and and, and did well, but uh yeah, oh, hey, and and think about think about Kansas City's weapon. Are they going to be able to stop Hill and then Kelsey? And then there's the other guys. You know, Sammy Watkins evidently is 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 able to play now. Hardman, talk about speed. Talk about the the ability to go downfield. And then also underneath and Kelsey. Um, just just you know, holy cow! It's I can hardly wait. It's going to be such a good one. Absolutely. From our YouTube viewers, Rich Allender watching in the States, he says, Travis Kelsey will get more catches. Gronk will get more yards. That is our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Which tight end will have more yards? I voted for Gronk, but that's probably just because I'm a fan. I'll get to um, more comments in a moment, but do you have a prediction on the games, Mitty? I'm saying well, Bucks 37-30. What do you got? We got Lee Corso here. I tell you. Yeah, I don't have a head, big headgear, but, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in, in the Tampa area, you know, when I first started uh, doing the scouting and stuff like that, NFL Europe was going great guns, and they used to have training camp down there, and so we would go down there for three weeks, and it was like, I was like a kid in the candy store, you know, going down there and taking a peek, and, and uh, you know, so I got really, uh, I, I, I got to know the Tampa area well. Geez, I wish I could be down there this week, I mean, it was it's a great, great area, uh, lots of fun, and I know I'd be down in Miguel's. Last time I was in Miguel's, that was 2015. We were there. I was there with uh, some of the red black guys, uh, Jean-Marc Edme and, and Jeremy Snyder, and we had we had supper there. And guess who was there? Dan Goodspeed. So Goody, Goody, Goody came over. Yeah, Goody came over and said hi. I bought him a couple drinks, and and uh, it was it was really really cool because I, I love Goodspeed. He was with us, and then he he helped coach a little bit with us, and. Just a great guy, and uh, but this Miguel's Mexican restaurant, fantastic, one of the better ones. So, uh, we were just so talking about Goody the other day. You know who who he reminds me of, both in looks and demeanor. Randy Quaid, cousin Eddie yeah. from the vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, hey Clark, real nice Clark. That's kind of absolutely, absolutely. But this is the team right there. That's who I'm predicting is going to win. I'm cheering for these guys. I'm I'm hoping for for Buck. So, you know, when when they won in 2003, I think it was, you know, I, I love Gruden and uh, I bought books on Gruden and, and uh, a lot of people don't like him. I don't give a rats, but because of that, I, I, I really like them. I like that team. Um, you know, I, I uh, and, and I've always like I, I put on Facebook the other day. Uh, I, I love those old creamsicle uniforms. I thought they were pretty cool. But, uh, you know, I, I I'm hoping for them. I'm hoping for a great game, but I, I truly believe that, that, that Mahomes is going to be the difference, and, and I think that Kansas City can win it by 10. And Woo! I think it could be close. Yeah, I think it could be close until real late, and then, you know, then Kansas City could, could pull away. But I'm <sighs> Remember hoping. last year? Remember last year? We thought the 49ers had it. <laughs> I did. I, I thought. Yeah. Hey, so I think halfway through the game, I thought they felt pretty good, you know, and then, oh, oh guess what? 
Another comeback by by Patrick. So yeah, sixty we'll minute game. Si- sixty minute game. Our viewers were laughing because they could see that you were holding headwear from both teams. So now we have it. Yeah. Chiefs by ten. Smitty's made the prediction. There's comments coming in about Tom Brady. I'll say this about Tampa. You're right, Smitty. We've spent a lot of time around Tampa together, but also separately. I was looking at photos of Tom Brady where he's living. He's living in Jeter's house, eh? And it's six miles from the Buccaneers facility. That's the commute for Tom Brady every day. He lives on the water in a 23,000-square-foot mansion with eight bedrooms, obviously a pool and a hot tub. Life's rough! And I guess lastly, do do you see him playing past 45? Everybody seems to think so. You know, I I bought it before I got cancer. You know, I bought his book, and, and of course, I didn't. I went through all that and didn't even look at it until, you know, uh, probably about five months ago and took a look in a lot of the stuff. And I can understand, like, he plays a position where he doesn't need to uh, clean and jerk a lot of weight. He doesn't need to, you know, bench a ton of weight. He, he I, I looked the other day, he ran a 5.28 at the combine, and he might even be 5.25 now. Who knows? But the thing is, is his flexibility, he's worked on his flexibility, and he has worked on strength, but it's... It's not like uh, power, power lifting or anything like that. And and if you, I think you guys got that book. And, yeah. and, and you know he yeah. he works on that. And his flexibility is critical for an athlete. And his position, it's not like speed, because like, a lot of positions you lose your speed, right? And then okay, you're done. Well, snap, gun, gun snap, stand in the pocket, and you know, and 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 you can throw. So I don't know. Maybe till till uh, forty five, maybe a couple more years, but uh, he he hasn't lost anything with her. You see some of his throws downfield; they're 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 so cool. They're, well, and I, I got to say this: I, I will say this. I was watching Sports Center the other night, and Bruce Arthur was on there saying his arm strength's gone. I'm like, what are you uh, watching, man? I've watched uh, every game. That's what annoys me with people like that. Hey, lastly, we are running out of time, but a quick note on the CFL: What are you hearing, Smitty? What are you feeling about playing in 2021? You know, I mean, COVID's, I don't know. You know, I, I'm just praying that they, they play. Um, I don't, I, I can't see it starting when they would start normally. Um, I could see maybe later on. Vaccine is, is, is critical and, it, you know, I'm praying. I'm just praying. I haven't heard anything. I haven't talked to any, any CFL people with regards to that. You know, I know that. Kyle said something on Kyle Walter said something on on the internet the other day that this has been a real real tough time, and you can imagine you know I, I know it's tough for the players there's no doubt about it but it's also tough for a guy like Kyle who's who's trying to you know they're getting from the top you know we gotta we gotta cut we gotta cut salaries you know so and, and you know who knows what's gonna happen I mean this COVID oh it just bothers me yeah I can hardly well. We're, we're all the fun. same. We're, we're praying that they play. We are fresh out of time. Smitty, thanks. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and uh, let's do this sooner than later again. Sounds good. Thank you very much. That is our great director of scouting, Craig Smith. Just a wonderful guy. Can't wait to get him back in here post-COVID. We'll be back with a sports update, the CFL report, breaking news today. Lots going on. It's the RP Show. You are watching on Game Plus TV. Live daily on YouTube and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Normally, we jump right into a sports update here, but we're going to pause that for a second. It's funny. What's not funny is the breaking news today. The NLL has announced they are scrapping their return-to-play plan for this April. They're focusing instead on the 21-22 season, hoping to begin next fall. You see the difference in opinions coming in from Darnell from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Oh, yeah. Says, with the NLL announcement, does it make me hopeful for the CFL or junior hockey? Then on the flip side, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, so the NLL seems confident they can survive missing this season. That at least gives some comfort to fans. Two different ways of looking at the same news, right? For sure. That's all that I'm saying. Let's go to Calgary now, where they are home to both the CFL and the NLL, just like here. Mike Abumeshwick joins us, 10-year CFLer. Listen, Abu, can you give us a weather report, please? My Alberta f- friends are telling me it's been sunny and hot all week, and now you're deluged by snow today. What's the deal? I'll give you a Simpsons weather report. It's snowing! <laughs> yeah, crazy snow. It's just like... Uh, Typical Calgary weather. Um, but we're going to talk Super Bowl, right? Yeah, well, we are. But I just listen, we got a lot of Calgary viewers, and I wanted to know in case they didn't know what their weather was, because I used to live there. It's wait 15 minutes if you don't like the weather, and you'll get something else. So, anyways, thanks for, thanks for the weather report. So, to the Super Bowl <laughs> Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. Where are you on this matchup, Abu? All over the place. And uh, I just wanted to say, uh, since the GOAT is playing uh, in Tampa Bay on the weekend, I thought I would also include hey, the GOAT, GOAT that we yeah. all know of, Alexander Gauthier. I love as, it. Uh, one of the greatest people and Rough Riders and Calgary Stampeders of all time and Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He'll do anything for a buck, this guy. <laughs> hey, he was my old uh, seatmate. We flew side by side uh, together in the 2011 season, as the goat would remember. We had a lot of great chats. So, um, what's tipping the scales for you, Abu, in uh, in this matchup? By the way, Darren, can you write this down? We're taking everybody's predictions. I got Tampa by seven. Craig Smith just said Chiefs by ten. I want you and the goats' predictions. Alex, think about it while Abu's answering his. Yeah. I'm going to, like normal, I'm going to take the long way around the block to answer this one because, uh, and I'm going to use some of Caleb, my 11-year-old son's wisdom. He he doesn't think uh, Tampa Bay has a chance. Everyone's old, you know, uh, Mahomes and uh, and the Cheetah. Look how cool these guys are. And I'm just going to talk to some of the plus 40 guys over there. Come on, kid, you know. He, He doesn't know who Tom Brady is. He doesn't know who Gronkowski is. He doesn't know who JPP is. And, and Dominican and Sue is probably the guy that I want to look at. Um, a lot of people are talking about the pass rush, the defensive end, JPP, and um, that that other guy that plays defensive end for uh, shoot, there, can't think of his name. But, uh, but Dominic uh, and Sue, he's he's the guy. He 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 is the guy. He's looking for the ring. You know, he's the guy that doesn't have. You know, three years ago he was the man. Nobody wanted to play against him. He was, you know, he would, he was uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald, you know. Um, so watch for him to push up the middle. He might, the guys on the outside might get the sacks, but he's going to get that push up the middle. 
Um, and in any big game, it comes down to quarterback versus quarterback. You can talk about all the other stuff and all the other things. And never have we been in this situation. I think it's one of the best quarterback matches matchup ever. Um, and Caleb's but Tom Brady, another form of the GOAT. He's the GOAT, right? He's the greatest. And I didn't really like Tom Brady until he got plus 40. Until I started realizing how much he and I had in common. Yeah, you're you know, a hater. We were both drafted in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Abu Meshrek 101. Yeah. We've had this discussion. Listen, um, I've had it with yours. Listen, I didn't know you are going to bring on the GOAT. Can we get Alex's prediction for the Super Bowl? And you don't need to go as in-depth as Abu just did, GOAT. What do you think is going to happen Sunday in Super Bowl 55? You know what? I think uh, Caleb is son actually know better about the uh, NFL than I do. I actually don't watch the NFL, and I'm here for uh, moral support for uh, for Mike. Actually, he was coming and visiting, which is always great to see him. You know what? You don't want to know how many games I watched of the NFL this year. Like I, I don't, I don't really follow. So my gut feeling, um, the goat could do amazing thing, and <laughs> and that's where I would put my money. But it's it's more for the. Cinderella story, you know, uh, that would be awesome for him to win it. But I got, I got no clue who's gonna, yeah, who's gonna you're, win. You're cheering for you Tampa. Am I getting this? Go, you're cheering for Tampa. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. I would cheer okay. for Tampa. Perfect. Too bad my, uh, my, my, my guard from Quebec, Duvernay Tardif's not there with uh, Kansas City. Maybe that would, that would have been different. But, uh, yeah. but this scenario, I'm cheering for Tampa. Ooh, that that would be who, yeah. who, who do you like better? Uh, Tardif or, or Dan Goodspeed, your other buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Abu, we gotta run. Did you give me a prediction? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. I, I I get in trouble a lot of times with the Cinderella story, but I got in trouble too many times betting against Tom Brady, and uh, we have too much in common, he and I. Okay, Abu's going by with Tampa Bay. Gotcha. All right, thanks for the surprise, my man. I appreciate it. Don't get in an accident out there. Stay safe, and I guess I'll see you on the weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Mike Abu Meshrick joining us here from uh, Calgary. And that was William Golston, the other defensive end. And Dominic Sue and William, William Golston. Okay. Those are the two studs. Some other guy. Yeah. I'll just, uh, I know we got a break, but I'll tell you a funny story. You talk about a small world. Alex Goche was a left tackle for the Riders and right or left tackle. Goodspeed was the other. And it was 2011. And everywhere we flew on the road, him and I, we sat again with each other. So I was writing a book and I needed to come up with Hall of Famers in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame by chapter, A to Z. Yeah. So he and I were coming up with names A, Damon Allen. B, Wally Buono. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. C, and we'll come back on that one. So for like a 90-minute flight, the GOAT is giving me all these names. He's like, W, Westwood. And I'm like, it's not in the Hall of Fame, GOAT. Keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I'm writing them all down. And that was uh, 2011, and I'm still working on that book. C's got to be Calvillo now. Oh, Calvillo. Not in 2011, yeah, 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 He yeah, wasn't yeah. in yet. You get what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. It was a fun game to play. It was like when you're in the car with your kids, when you are kids, playing those games. That's great. Place names and so forth. You get A, then I got to go B, then you got to Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back with that sports update. Viewer takeover. Warren Moon on the way to everybody. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and listen live at rodpeterson.com. 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. This is a quick one. Sports update. The National Lacrosse League, the largest and most successful pro lacrosse property in the world, today announced that plans for an abbreviated season this spring have been canceled due to the uncertainties arising from the ongoing pandemic. The league, with the full support of the Board of Governors, will now move to start a traditional season in the fall of this year. Jesse Pujarvi scored his first two goals since rejoining the Oilers as Edmonton beat Ottawa 4-2 at Rogers Arena last night. Nikolai Ehlers scored the eventual game winner for the Jets and a 3-2 home win over the Calgary Flames. Matthew Kachuk scored twice for Calgary. Both clubs played their backup goalies following four, Calgary's 4-3 shootout win a night earlier. Tyler Toffoli and Josh Anderson each scored twice in the Montreal Canadiens celebrated Captain Shea Weber's 1,000th game with a 5-3 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Fred Van Vliet set a franchise record with 54 points and hit a career-best 11 three-pointers as the Raptors beat Orlando 123-108. That eclipsed the previous mark of 52 set by DeMar DeRozan. And two-time All-Star pitcher Chris Archer has reportedly agreed to rejoin the Tampa Bay Rays on a $6.5 million one-year deal. The 32-year-old righty is expected to get an opportunity to compete for a spot in a starting rotation that lost Charlie Morton and 2018 AL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell this winter. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. They can handle all your food and fun needs. Reserve your table for Super Bowl 55. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I'm just checking the YouTube feed here, seeing if they got any questions for us. We'll have to carry those over into our two dupes. We got a lot of topics on the table here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the greatest CFL logo of all time? We're, we're talking about building a bracket here because why not? What else do we have to do? Ray in the six writes in. He says, hey, Rod, my favorite is the Argos Bolt logo and the old BC Lions logo from the 70s. Looking Ooh. forward to the RP show bracket, as am I. Warren Moon joins us next hour as we continue our super week coverage. We'll talk about Telemiracle, too. You got to get your tickets, everybody. It's all coming up right after this break here on Game Plus and your favorite digital platform. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.